welcome to another episode of Not For Nothing, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, with your hosts, Chris and Chris. <laughs> well, that would explain the lame intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zinga! Zing! Hey, we're going to talk about Succession Ooh, now. Okay, we're going to spoil hours. everything. As part of our obligation to HBO, we have to talk about an HBO show that you may or may not give a fuck about. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's, you've been listening to the Ringer Podcast Network. Um, I Chris, haven't. Uh, no, if you you haven't been watching Succession either. I've watched the first two episodes. It's it's Wait, recently. Yeah, like the last couple nights. Okay, so you're getting into it. Yeah, we're getting into it. It's, but it's really heavy, and it's sort of difficult to sort of watch more than one show at a t- episode in, a, in like sure, a row. For sure, I would recommend watching more than one episode. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really it's too I, dark. I, you know what? This season two, I, I, the first two episodes. I, honestly, we watched one episode, and the next night we watched season, the episode two, and I was like, "Wait, we're only on season two or episode two? Episode two of season one? Oh, season two? No, sorry. Oh, okay, okay. But I was like, I thought it felt like we've watched five or six episodes. Like that first episode was so much involved in there that I felt like it yeah. was. I I just assumed it was. I watched multiple episodes. It never lightens up. You will feel that way for <sighs> the rest of the season. And uh, I, don't, there, I I started wa- I started like talking to myself during the second episode. It was like, why am I actually watching the show? Why do I enjoy the show? It's like because it's, it's kind of funny. It's kind of the funniest show on TV. Kind of. It's like it's. It I don't like any of the character, characters. They they all annoy me. What? Even Tom? Tom's hilarious. Tom. Tom is. I <laughs> love and, Tom. And Greg is Greg. Tom is one of the greatest. That guy <laughs> should win all the Emmys. He's he should so win amazing. all the Emmys. He is. He is probably. I, I don't even say he's it's enjoyable. A, he's one of the. It's he's, one of the best late acting career stars stardom like like uh like out of nowhere stardom moves i've has he not been anything i've never seen him anything have you i can't i've never looked him up i've always meant to but i i I can't recall i'm sure he's been in things but like i feel like him and like will arnett like both did some really like impressive late late career Mm. like i mean in their they're got to be in their 40s right Oh, Will Arnett, obviously from from from. Uh, well, Will Arnett was probably Arrested Development. Maybe his thirties when he did. Maybe his thirties, but I feel like they were. Those were some sort of late pushes yeah, on yeah, acting yeah. careers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that, right? Um, um, I, 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 I truly enjoy the the show, and my, obviously my favorite character is Carl, played by Rucker Hauer. Um, <laughs> I, it's it's my it's so sad to see him. Uh, obviously not going to be in the third season, mm. um, but there there are some always there's some great character actor cameos on the show. Um, what's his name? Uh, Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens. Yeah, <laughs> he'll pop up in your life. Great! I can't wait yeah. for the old fish. Yeah, standing here beside himself. <laughs> yeah, Fisher. Please you tell did me that. he plays an Indian. Or... You did that. You did that. You did that. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Number five is alive. <laughs> For those of our fans that don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Short Circuit. We always reference the Short Circuit. Um... We love we love Short Circuit. Mm-hmm. Was that Ali Sheedy? Is that who the, the female was in that movie? Uh, I, I want to say no, but it could be actually. Uh, Peter, thought... John, could you look up? Could you could you look into that for us? We haven't given the intern many tasks lately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, and I think we've just given him a couple. I'd like to know uh, when. Will Arnett became famous, and other shows Tom from Succession's been in, <laughs> and the uh, starring the starring female lead in. Uh, You're right; it is Ali Sheedy. I just looked it up in Short Circuit. Yeah. Was, you yeah. looked it up, you cheater. That yeah. was not 
Now what's Peter going to do? Well, he's got the rest of them. He can look up the rest. That one was a quick, easy one. The rest, those, the other two are a little more deep dives that I want to do while we're doing the show. Okay. Yeah. While you were talking, um, you know, like you know, I just, I have, I have to have some an extra I, I, okay, thir- okay. thirty-five do you seconds have any on deep my deep dives for Peter. We'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> um, Chris, uh, speaking of the ringer, I have one thing I wanted to to just bitch about. It's a short thing, and it's something that I've bitched about before on this podcast, mm-hmm. but I've noticed. Should there we is the latest culprit. Okay. What? Should we start a what? should we start a new podcast called The Zinger on Ringer and just talk shit and make fun about the Ringer? <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. We should we I it's I think this podcast should be that. Mm. I would just love to shit on their stupid <laughs> takes. But this is one. So remember a couple weeks back I was like, "Oh, I've noticed Bill Simmons is is turning. He's doing the uh Yeah, the solo uh, the, the coward solo monologue yeah, thing, yeah, right? Like right. he's well, I, I don't know if you listened to the most recent uh, Loathe report or whatever, <laughs> the Loathe post. No. Uh, on Zach Lowe's podcast, which is not ringing. He, he, which I usually enjoy when he and, and, and Stan, or not Stan Van Gundy, the other Van Gundy talk. <laughs> wow. What's the other Van Gundy? The, the, Jeff. The maybe closer looking one? Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, he and Jeff Van coach. Gundy were going to talk. and. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know, like, is he, was he, he was a better coach than I think his think, brother Stan, I think maybe, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, it, I just noticed that like now Zach Lowe's gotten into it. Zach Lowe did a whole monologue on China and it's like, dude, you're like, you're the um, most bland human being on earth. Like there, at least Simmons has some Intel because he's connected and, and cowards amazing at it because he like kind of invented the craft, hmm. uh, but but no one wants to hear Zach Lowe talking to himself for thirty minutes. Like he just has no personality. Like well, it's, the next one's going to be about like his favorite like diaper change. Like it's terrible. It's 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 uh, it's this trend needs to end. It needs to end right now. Well, it's I but that it's the whole I think um, the problem though is it can't because that's that's basically the 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 playbook for for most like radio and and like podcast shows I think you know it's like I mean it's if you can't get a guest on there it's just someone you're just basically talking to yourself then basically it's it's the sort of the formula. Chris you and I've done this you and I've both done this podcast by ourselves and I think our solo episodes were the are uh, I would cry if I had to listen to one where I talked to myself I think I like had a stroke the one time I did it like it made no sense. I think I am probably I, mean, I am the equivalent of probably Zach Lowe, like talking to myself, trying to when we when we did those ones. I think mine were probably the most boringest, driest, blandest shows ever possible. Um, yeah, yeah, like it, you, it, you need it, to feed it, off of someone else. Right. There's a true skill to it. Bill Burr can do it. Bill Burr can like the the Monday Morning Podcast has been in the top ten like of yeah. Apple Podcasts since its inception, right. and it is because it, he has a true talent of his ability to talk to himself. Yeah. Plus, he also um, he's also kind of a ranter when he does it, so it's it's, it's a little yeah. bit different of an angle, I think, it's or same feels as, different. Same as Colin Coward. Right. You have to rant. You have like or and he, Andy and Rooney he finds a, like the right. Godfather of this. Right. Yeah. 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 Andy Rooney just broke the fourth wall and bitched at you <laughs> every fucking week on sixty minutes. <laughs> It's like that's crazy. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're not – if you don't have fucking long eyebrows or you're a, a whiny ginger, like you might as well just fucking get, get out of my face. <laughs> okay. Get out of my face. All right. So those are, that's that's the one thing I just – So it I, wasn't really a ringer thing. It's more of a Zach Lowe thing. No, but I mean it's the same thing. It might. It's, it's the same thing. <laughs> 
all comes from the same place. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could definitely, I off the top, I could come up with some shit to shit talk on the ringer, but I think I'll save it. No, um, let's not. I don't want to. Uh, let's not. Before you spend, uh, you know, I, I did want to. I, I do want to apologize to our listeners. Um, I, I of course will never listen to the last podcast we did. Um, <laughs> I will apologize to everybody, but Benmo, uh, Benmo loved it. He thought 16 minutes is the perfect length for this podcast. Not so, surprised. Uh, Not surprised at all. We had one fan, one fan, <laughs> one fan out there who really thought that whatever that thing was we did last week was, was worth worthwhile. Okay. I uh, I don't I don't feel so strongly about it. I, I uh, anyway. Yeah. Well. Uh, so Chris, how are you uh, how how you feeling about these uh, these uh, Major League Baseball playoffs? You know, Chris, the last time you brought this up, I I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I didn't want to talk about it at all, right? And it's baseball. <laughs> Who freaking cares? The ba- the playoffs. I don't even care. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Have you watched any of it? I have tried to only because my wife wants to watch the Yankees once in a while. Uh, oh. Right. And as we're yeah. sort of waiting to watch something else, like Succession or something, uh, I just happened to like flip to the like one of the playoff games because I was like, there's literally nothing else on to put on the television for me to like put my eyeballs on right now as I'm waiting for my wife to get ready to watch Succession. So, books okay. <laughs> are nice. <laughs> I mean, now they have a few. You know, it's like a matter of minutes, right? So it's not like I can start really reading the book or something here, sure. but. Twitter, um, Twitter. That's where Twitter. Uh, okay. Yeah, unfortunately, but um, I as I started realizing that the Nationals are just kind of like steamrolling through these playoffs and into the World Series now. Obviously, they sure are. They, they sure. Are. I, I I came to the realization and the kind of the conclusion that you know what they're actually kind of an interesting storyline here. If and if for, if for only uh, one reason, the Bryce Harper. Yeah, because it's like, dude. Uh, they, I mean, kind of. Yeah, because it's like they they struggled. They barely would make the playoffs. They would lose in the first round or the wild card, like every single year with Bryce Harper. Right. And then now it's like as soon as he's gone and collects three hundred million dollars in Philly, like they make the World Series and dominate in the playoffs. Like that's. It's not. I'm not saying it's like it's actually really all that interesting or it's um well, like a it's, great story it's not, not I'm just, interesting right i'm just <laughs> saying like you know what all right that's one thing that i kind of was like hey that's kind of just you know well, it's let something me, let me take the, here's here's the spin i would put on it as a as a quasi phillies fan can i say that right, yeah. i think i can yeah, i don't think if I have not, without knowing anyone on the team i can say i i'm actually maybe not a phillies fan anymore mm. uh Except for the Phillies are turning into the bad nationals. Yeah, They've right. You, you sent me a text. They, they've interviewed her and considering Dusty Baker, <laughs> uh, no. a failed Nats manager and one of my least favorite human beings on earth. Uh, Bryce Harper apparently gets to pick the new manager. And he, uh, does he love Dusty Kaplan, Baker? He, he's, he accepts Dusty Baker. Accepts. Uh, it's, it, uh, so the Phillies could very easily end up with Dusty Baker. I mean, fucking Jason Witten might as well come back. Like it's 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 not Jason Witten. Jason uh, Worth. Oh, Jason Worth. Oh. Jason Jump. <laughs> Peeny Cavilia might as well come back. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> they could do it. I mean, it's it's so dumb. I the thing is, I don't. I have no feeling towards the Nats at all. Yeah. So like, good for them. Sure. I guess. I think that they, there's supposed to be some sort of rivalry there, but it really is disturbing. I liked I liked Gabe Kapler. Yeah. The, uh, the Phillies coach. He's a handsome gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently well endowed. Oh, really? Yeah. According to, um, was it Kevin Millar? I saw him at like an, uh, interview on like some, 
show or something. And he was saying that, that I think that guy is, uh, yeah. Impressive. Can I, can I, I, I really <laughs> want to tell you a fucking story right now. And I'm very, I'm very conflicted on whether or not I can tell this story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. And I'm going to leave out any names. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So a friend of mine, uh, he, he's a, a beautiful human being and, and his father is gay. Uh, okay. but of course he was married at one point to his mother. Um, you know, it was yep. the seventies and eighties and it was just impossible to, to come out. Yep. Um, but my friend suspected that his father might be gay when he uh, one day gave him uh, when he moved out was like, I'm going to give you all of my baseball cards. And he was like, A, I had no idea my dad watched baseball and B, they were all Gabe Kapler cards. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. He had an entire spank bank of Gabe Kapler memorabilia. <laughs> and then he moved out to Palm Springs and, and came out of the closet, and, and it all made perfect sense. But I, the, the, the minute there that my friend got those cards, he must have just been completely baffled. Yeah. Completely baffled. Yeah, why hand. Gabe Kapler? I mean, and, I mean obviously now I, it makes a little more sense with my story tied into that, but maybe. But exactly. how would he even know that, that back then? Because he's incredibly <laughs> handsome. I mean, the guy's just incredibly okay. handsome. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, and and it, it was, I think he had mustache for a while. Um, anyway, <laughs> and now with your story added on to it, he just had some dope gay dark. The guy just knew yeah. a guy with a big cock. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah. that's good on him. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, that's my Gabe Kapler story. <laughs> and that's our baseball talk. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have anything beyond that. I don't, I don't have anything. Of, do, do you, I mean, do you? Like, I mean, do, not not in the uh, like very specific sense. But I mean, we I mean, we do eventually have football to talk about and we pick some week seven games we, and whatnot. Um, do you have a favorite going? Do, do you think I, I, I went ahead and uh, so so I had a bet just just quickly on the on the MLB playoffs because I always do with it with my friend uh, Rafer Alston. Uh, he we we chose the Braves and Astros to make the World Series. The Braves could not deliver, even though they had every chance mm-hmm. to. Uh, so I just I spun the remainder of my uh, of my DraftKings account uh, while I was in uh, the Jersey Metro area. And uh, and just put a put a shit ton of money on the Astros because I feel like they're gonna win this World Series. Yeah, do you, do you think that? I, I think so too. And in, even if for some unlikely reason that the Astros lose to the Yankees in the series, um, I think I think that I think the Yankees would be the next favorite. Yeah. So so right now it's it's actually it, the Nats have really helped the Astros uh, odds because of the Nats are, have been so dominant. They're actually both like plus one twenty five, mm-hmm. and the Yankees are plus five hundred. I think the Yankees plus five hundred is a good value. That's an amazing value. If, I think. if you're looking for like a, a dark horse, that's, yeah, it's a good bet. I just, I, I just, I just feel like the Astros are, are worth it. And since the Nats had bumped them up into the pluses, I took the, I took the even money yeah. on a, uh, on a World Series win. And I, and I, I, I saw a stat that says like uh, every team from the, from the um championship uh divisional championship series who swept i think the swept it and it has to is forced to sort of wait you know so many days or whatever is is like has only won the world series once in like uh 10 plus tries right so i know yeah. this is kind of an odd stat to say or, or something but like so whoever like kind of sweeps those series usually doesn't go end up winning the the world series because i think partially is they they usually have to sit around way too long and then it kind of throws off 
their rhythm and and whatever mojo that they had going into those playoffs and stuff. So, so a la the the Nationals. Now, if they're well, they're, they're going to be forced to wait that. here at least uh, five days or something, I think at least uh, until the World Series starts. So um, that's a long layoff for them, and that usually doesn't bode well for their chance for chances uh, historically speaking or statistically I, speaking. I will say, as if as a fan, if you can even say those words when it comes to Major League Baseball, <laughs> I'd like to see that. I'd like to see DC get something. I'd like to like they feel like. Well, they they deserve it, right? They now, not want, they, well, Chris, they win like, the WNBA, WNBA, like, and like two or three years ago now, they, or two years ago, I think they won the the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup? Yeah. That doesn't count. Well, I mean, <laughs> what do you want here, Chris? It's DC. It's true. You know? It's I true. Mean, it's true. It's not Cleveland. Right, yeah, it's, right. You're right. And I mean, and the Wizards aren't going to win anything anytime soon. So I think no. you kind of settle for what they've got. You get what you get. You get, you get what, what you, you yes, get. Exactly. Uh, all right. So we're, I'm done talking about baseball forever. Thank God. Uh, I would I would like to to if we're talking about gambling before we jump into football uh do you have any I didn't really get a chance to talk about my uh my rugby triumphs over mm. the past week. Oh please share those with us. So I've, I I uh, <laughs> I I put a hefty wager on the uh Ireland team to to uh outscore the uh the team from Samoa by more than 28 and a half points courtesy of my homie Eric Alvarez, who placed the bet for me, uh, and I won it. Um, that felt nice. Uh, so now I'm thinking I might put a little more money on Ireland, even though I've got a huge uphill battle uh, against the uh, New Zealand All Blacks. Mm. Uh, and I also kind of like I. So I'm gonna I'm gonna place another rugby wager. I am undefeated in rugby wagers, except for like you know the occasional like side bet that doesn't really count. But like head to head actual games, non prop bets, I'm doing pretty well. So. I'm going to take the points in Ireland again for this weekend's uh, knockout. I suggest you, as rugby uh, deviant uh, gamblers, do the same. <laughs> do you have any thoughts? Uh, why not? You know, just let it ride. You know, when, uh, there what's, you go. Well, what do you got to lose? <laughs> I also, for a, d- a deeper cut, I would, uh, I would even suggest you all uh, maybe consider the great um, – the great France team. I've, they're, they're my favorite rugby team. They're playing Wales. Mm. They're playing strong. They didn't have to play their last match because of the bad weather in Japan. Uh, it was canceled. So uh, look into a look into a, a France upset. Okay, there you go. I'm, I'm giving you deep cuts this week. There's a, there's Non-drunken, yeah. very dry, boring <laughs> deep cuts. Uh, it's a it's a whole Enjoy. new world, Chris. Enjoy. Oh man. Now, right, who else you gives you gambling of rugby and WNBA and stuff, you know? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody gives nobody. you that. Nobody. Nobody gives you that. And it's not even like bad advice. It's, yeah. it's yeah. sound advice yeah. here on Not For Nothing. Absolutely. Sound advice. Sound advice. Uh, Chris, speaking of gambling, I know yes. I mentioned this to you. Uh, the NBA season starts next week. Mm-hmm. So we might not have to talk about it today necessarily. Uh, but I think, you know, we need to kind of start looking into this a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, I definitely think we need to, I mean, I, when does this, when is the first game? The game start next Tuesday, next Tuesday. So shit, we the should 22nd. probably put, do you have, do you want to go ahead and put together? Like, I mean, I don't want to, it's super boring to go through all of the, to go through each conference or whatever, but do you have any, like, say like early favorites for the, uh, 
for titles or or and we can hold off on prop bets obviously there's no, nothing to go nothing to do there right do, yeah do i mean it. titles are I, you know i think it's the i mean the obvious sort of the usual suspects here with the clippers and the lakers and potentially and those are the best odds do you think though? Do you think the Clippers and Lakers are the best teams in the West? If so, well, so the caveats obviously. I mean, there are always caveats with these things, in my opinion. But the Lakers, if they stay healthy, I think I think they probably have as good of a shot as anybody, right? Um, right. Uh, the La- the Clippers. I really believe. I, I really believe the Clippers are probably will be one of the two or three best teams in the league for like the whole year, right? Okay. Even even with like. I know George is not going to. Uh, Paul George isn't going to start the season um, playing. He's I think he's out for at least a couple of weeks or a month or something. Uh, you know, load management comes in obviously comes into place now very prominently with a lot of these teams, and especially with the Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, I, I I honestly think that Philly might be the only team that might not really care so much about load management. I mean, they'll definitely give. They're going to give Embiid breaks, right? But they don't sort of. They don't do it. I don't think they have a uh, like a very cut and dry plan when and how they do it. I feel like they just kind of feel like how he's feeling and then go. You know what? Right, maybe we should give him a day off or so. You know, so because I was even listening, last I listened year to him during he was, media yeah. media day, and he says he this is the first season he wants to try to play as many games as possible. Right. He, he said he wants to play less minutes each game, but okay. he wants to he wants to play a complete season. He right. says it's the one thing he needs to prove. To himself, which I, th- I think he is, can handle a full season. Which I think is his mistake too, though. Is like you shouldn't, you don't, you shouldn't have to prove you can play a whole season because you don't need to play a whole season anymore. Right. Right. Like right. that's not being smart, actually. Um, well, if, but if he, guys, if he if he if he if he plays seventy games, right, seventy of the eighty-two games or something, like whatever, or if he plays even if it's seventy-five, as long as he's okay and he doesn't really get sort of banged up and he's healthy and he's, you know, actually in shape. I think that's his other maybe issue. And I think he's maybe kind of turned that corner a little Dip, bit as well. Has he, has he been dipping in the, in the, in the Shirley temples again? I don't know. I sure is. hope not. I don't know if he has. I sure hope not. But I think honestly, I think, I mean, if you want to go for like regular season wins, like total amount of wins, like I, those like stay away from like the Clippers and Lakers and those teams and stuff. And I would probably hit like the Sixers or maybe the, maybe the, uh, the Bucks. I don't think is anymore. Um, I don't love, I don't, so, so I think I don't love the Bucks this year and I don't love the Lakers and, and I, I could give you a thousand reasons why both, both I think sort of rely on, on depth. I mean, I know the teams that I'm excited about from a sleeper standpoint and I know the teams that I'm excited to watch on TV, which in a, on a weird, in a weird turn of events are a lot of the teams I liked watching last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a sneaky feeling that like, and I hate to admit this, could Toronto be okay? So that was kind of my one of my questions. And right now I had it written down. Raptors are they're over under is 46 and a half okay. wins, right? Um Ooh. last year they were like over I think uh 50 something wins. Uh 46 wins also, if it, if they during um, sorry, according to last year's standings, that would have, they would have been fifth in the East if they had forty six wins, like the like their over unders for this season. So that's a pretty big drop off for them. And I and I they, there's no way even and even if they I think Kawhi only played sixty games or something, so they did pretty well even without him. But I think this whole I, I think they're going to have a big letdown. Like you you can't you can't go. And I would even take the under, I think, on the 46 and a half. I, I would take probably like over 42. I think they're still going to be decent. 
But I think there's a lot of other teams that are still coming up and improving and being better and that might make pushes for playoff spots that I don't think the East is an easy walkthrough as they've had over the last couple of years where they can just pick up, you know, uh, 10 to 15 easy wins during the season. Okay, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So who I think they're more of a 500 team. In in your opinion, yep. who are the who are the 7 and 8 seeds? Mm. For the playoffs. So right now in in, in the East in, in the East and the West, I want to know what you think. Yeah. Um, I got two that I'm kind of, so Orlando was a seven seed last year and I'm not sure what to make of them yet. If they're, if they're going to be improved or if they stay the same or if they kind of drop off kind of like what they normally do. And they won like 42 games. So like, I, that's a, that's a tricky one. Um, cause not every team, the only other team would like, would, would you would expect probably not to make the playoffs from last year is the, is the Pistons, Right. So right. you, you basically have about seven teams who you think are probably right where they were last year in making the playoffs. However, I wouldn't be surprised. So Miami is probably improved from last year because of Jimmy Butler. Although I don't like the rest of their uh, team and roster because it's a kind of a stupid, funky roster with a lot of like crappy pieces to it. And I don't know with if they can... They got a great all, coach, though. They got a great, great coach, coach, right? I know. So, But I, I expect them they'll, they'll be better, and they just missed the playoffs last year. So you kind of have to put them up there at least, close to it, and paddling for the playoffs. The other two teams I'm kind of thinking of that kind of make a run here are the Bulls and the Hawks. Bulls, definitely. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. That's, right. what, that's, my, that's my league pass team by far. Yeah. I love me some Laurie Market, and yeah. I, love, I love all the pieces yeah. on that team. Yep. I'm excited to see them play again this year. I, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm less bullish on, on the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know, but maybe, maybe they could do it. Uh, but someone's got to lose, right? Like, and, and, and the, the East has lots of teams that could lose. So maybe, maybe it is the, the Hawks. I, right. I, I, I would, I think I'd actually agree with both of those as like, the, as the teams to sneak in. I, th- I think the Pistons are going to suck if, if last night's game against, Philly was any indication that team's definitely going to suck. Yeah, like so. I mean, like the Knicks, Cavs, Wizard, and Hornets are, are you know, I don't think they any of them have any chance unless something really magical happens there. And I'm not. Oh, did you just say the word magic? <laughs> well, and so like I'm saying, like so the Magic, but then it's the Magic, Nets, Pacers, Celtics, 76ers, Raptors, and Bucks. And you know, do the do the Raptors? Raptors are the only other team I might consider like. Um, not making the playoffs while still having like a decent season. If yeah, that you know, could happen. And, and my only other ca- caveat then would be like, if the nets, if like they lose Kyrie for 20 plus games for the season, which is, which is probably fairly likely to happen. Definitely likely. Definitely. Right? I'd say 20 is, is generous. Okay. Um, so, uh, so then they won't make the playoffs. So they'll, they, I don't think they can sustain losing Kyrie. Um, even though, because I think last year, I think they kind of maybe, maybe kind of outperformed their abilities and they overachieved a little bit. I thought they were a really good team, but they really played together as like a team. And, and like, I think that's kind of rare and not always so I was, easy. I was, listening, I was listening to Woj the other day and he thinks that Karis LeVert could actually be the three of a big three in Brooklyn next year. I, Do you think that that's a reality? Yeah, I think he's like the three, like... Um, uh, I don't even know. I have an example. You know, like, you know, they, sometimes they try to give you a big three, and then you're like, like the Lakers are like trying to. I think people are trying to say like Kyle Kuzma is like the three, the big three in the Lakers, and I'm like, all right, he he's he's a really good player, and I love Levert, and I think he will. He'll get there maybe. I don't know if it's gonna be this year or not. 
and he he has injury history problems, you know. So I I think he could be potentially, yeah. I think he could. I'm not sure if he will be sort of what everyone should think of a big three, though. You know what I mean? I agree. Right. I, I I'm nervous about Levert. I'm ner- nervous about Levert's sort of fall off at the when yeah. he returned last season. Um, obviously I like the guy, maybe he just played his ass off. I, I feel I'm a little nervous about the same thing happening with Julius Randall. Uh, I know there is some concern with my Knicks fans, uh, Nick fan friends that, that are, that Fisdale just won't know how to coach Julius Randall and we'll see him go back to his days of the Lakers. Um, <laughs> we're probably due. I'd say what, when will we, when will we have our ner- first Knicks podcast? It probably, it probably has to be like two weeks into the season when they're like, five and one and everyone's like geeking out because Zoe Trier has like 30 points is averaging 30 points a game Bobby Portis is dominating yeah and Nicotelina is like is is getting like exactly exactly suddenly has like a mean stroke people are comparing him to Steph Curry I mean I can I can see it I can see it happening. That's what I think we should do. I think, I think we, we should, should have the, do the Knicks overreaction pod. It's going to, yes. it's got to yeah. happen. Cause right? we never had a Knicks lament this year off no. season one. So no. we need a, yeah, we need a Knicks overreaction pod. Definitely. I did get a, I did get a text message last night from, uh, from Knicks lament, uh, professional Mike Davey, AKA cold cuts, mm-hmm. uh, with just a picture of, uh, Kyle O'Quinn that said Sixers a lock. So, <laughs> <laughs> And suddenly, and suddenly, like, uh, uh, of course, which I forward immediately to RJ, who didn't even see the humor in it and was like, yeah, dude, coming off the bench for fucking Horford, it's going to be dangerous. I'm actually going to bet the Sixers over. Like, that's how Knicks fans' brains work. They're like, you got Kyle O'Quinn. Oh, man. That's a ring right there. That's a guaranteed ring. It's amazing. I love, I love a dedicated Knicks fan more than, more than I love a dedicated Sixers fan. Uh, uh, speaking of Sixers, I, I have a, uh, there's a guy at the dog run um, who's a Sixers fan. I can't catch his name, but we're already planning a trip to Cleveland for the first Sixers game. I don't even know the guy's name. We're that desperate for Sixers <laughs> basketball. I'm going to a game two hours away with a guy whose name I have never caught. So, so uh, I'm so excited for I'm Sixers basketball this year. <laughs> you should be. All Sixers fans should be. I mean – I don't want to say this is their year, but this is, you know, it's, this is as good as it's going to get probably for them. Right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Like, I mean, they might have a two or three year window here, but it's going to be like, they've got to do it now. I mean, especially with Horford and the whole thing. And yeah, this is kind of like, I think, I think speaking of Horford, one of my sleepers this year, I think, and it's not really a sleeper, but I think people are sleeping on Boston. I think that they had, they, they basically played, played all off season together. And when they were clicking, yep. like when, when Team USA was clicking, it was, it was basically Tatum. the Celtics yeah. clicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they have like a really impressive advantage. I also like am high on Jason Tatum now. Yes. Um, and, it, and it has everything to do with the fact that I <laughs> saw a picture of him as a young, young child sleeping with his Allen Iverson basketball. Uh, <laughs> but I, which means he's just great in my book. Sure. I have like, I have t- totally turned an about face i love jason tatum come to philly tatum's come jersey to, i dude i would if it was if he ever gets traded and i think they'll dangle him i will become the biggest jason tatum fan there ever was yeah okay all right i mean well, listen celtics are they're over under this year is at 48 and a half wins last year they had 49 wins 
I, I think it, they'll match that. I think they'll match and exceed that too. I, I agree with you. I think they'll be better than everyone's expecting. Should we do an over under pod like like Monday just to like just to get it? Like I mean, we could do, do. Yeah, and I don't want like you said. I don't want to do all of them, run through all of them. But there's a few like highlights here and there. I think let's that I do like it. Let's do it. Let's let's do a let's do a pod before the season starts next week. Okay. A quick one. Okay. And we'll uh, just run through. An we'll NBA run through preview some, pod. Yeah, yeah. A quick NBA preview sure. on my birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Perfect. coming up Monday. Send me a send It'll me be anything. a nice little present for you. Yeah, if I survive over there, <laughs> uh, Chris. Yes. Let's do some picks. Let's do it. It's what the fans want. Yeah. Uh, and I'm dying to know how I did in my drunken picks. Uh, I was, I walked out of my room last last uh, week after screaming out my picks in a in a caveman like voice and uh, to a shocked living room full of. Full of friends and Gay Perry. Uh, how did we do wait, last week? Wait, you got you had friends over? Yeah, 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 yeah. Over living room full of them. It was like two o'clock in the morning. I know, oh. hey, dude. We had we had in my defense we had how many people sat, do you know in France? We 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 well we were traveling with a couple and oh. we when we we met up with a couple that oh. we that we know from New York. Wow. Uh, and we had a five hour dinner. It was a five-hour oh, dinner. Oh, it's amazing! Is, isn't that incredible? Those are great. I love those. I mean, we just, it was They're amazing. Fun. We just watched. They're we watched tr- so many tables get seated and taken away. Yeah. The waiter came around at one point with a bottle of wine and just sat down and drank a bottle of wine oh, with us, like man. mid-dinner. That's, yeah, that's great. Yeah. It was dope. God it bless the great. French. You know, that's what you like Seriously, about them. It took a minute. He he. Definitely didn't like us at first, but <laughs> I think course. after like bottle five or six, he was like, fuck it. I'm not getting rid of these guys. <laughs> so just <laughs> lean into this. Let's do it. Yes. That he was great friends with us by the end. It was Perfect. fun. Uh, Chris, yeah. well, your drunken stupor, um, you picked, it turns out just like you always pick practically <laughs> 500. <laughs> <laughs> you were actually at eight and six. So you're above 500. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> You going with Detroit in the last game uh, brought you above 500. So Woo! That was, um, the beard and pencil. The beard and pencil. Your Chris, new favorite that is guy. The greatest, that is the greatest nickname you have ever bestowed on a human being. <laughs> like the bearded pencil was hilarious, but to turn it into the beard and pencil <laughs> and make it like a neo old timey bar in, in It's a Brooklyn. total like bar. Like the, there's like a place in Seattle that's called like um, it's like the something in Walrus, you know. Yeah, or like the fig in fucking douche or whatever. Yeah, right. I know. They, the restaurants are always doing that these days. You the, know? Scribe, and like, the scribe and the whale. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's all fucking, right. Just the beard and pencil. The beard is, and pencil is like my new. The pencil is like so genius. Yeah. It's, and it, it's, I love it. I, yeah. I, it's yeah. it's going to be like a seafood bar. Like, uh, you yeah. know, it's going yeah, to serve like clams and like oysters and like octopus, it's, seared octopus. It's like. Oh, uh, seared octopus. Yeah. Oh, so it's great. Right. Yeah, and all the all the bartenders are going to have, like, curly handlebar mustaches and wear suspenders and have pencils in their ears and have big, bushy beards. They'll look like Matt Patricia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll just be fat. <laughs> <laughs> and even the women will have to grow beards. Yeah, and they'll have a, they'll have a takeout window, but it only, it'll only work for four-wheelers. <laughs> No cars will fit through it. And they'll have to wear like light blue ponchos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris and my. Uh, oh, but the, the ba- <laughs> what? Go ahead. The chef will be Freddie Kitchens. 
Well, he'll be out of a job soon, so exactly. he'll need one. It's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, in my sober state, Chris, I was seven and seven. So of course you were. Of course you were, because you're a fucking know it all. You didn't just go with your feelings. Yeah, well, you're, I think I did last. I'm not sure what happened last week because I think I think. I sort of let you influence and sway me a whole bunch, of, and I was completely sober, so I don't know what. Um, I I don't I I feel like I blacked out in like a weird like catatonic state last week, and I have I have no recollection of of, of picking any of those games, or why um, I picked those games. I don't either, Chris. It's a what strange. It's really strange, and I it's I'm I just want to I want to forget that ever happened, and I want to move on, and. Um, Sorry, uh, Ben, but this show is going to be you know three times as long as last week's. That's great. Let's let's <laughs> jump into these goddamn picks. Okay. And let's uh, let's let's see what let's see what we can do. But let's let's be thoughtful. Let's yes. Be thoughtful. All right. Let's be thoughtful. Oh, uh, by the way, just to remind you, last week the the road teams and the underdogs are uh, back to dominating. Okay. So the home dogs are are still covering sixty percent of the time. Road dogs sixty seven. Um. And the uh, the dogs as as a whole, uh, uh, as opposed to the favorites, are uh, the dogs are winning fifty six to thirty five. Wow! So just picking underdogs every week are, is going to get you basically almost two to one. Or two wow, to- that's crazy! So if we would have just done that, we'd yeah. be two. Wow! Yeah. Wow! You could just go dogs. Just go dogs. Yeah. That's how fucked up the season is. Yeah, that's so crazy. And I, I did see, I did see something about that. That this is unprecedented, and and in history of like since like in the in the Super Bowl era of football, like this has never modern been modern era. The modern era of football. This has never been like something that's even been remotely close to these percentages. I think a lot of that has to do with I hate to admit it. The refereeing is just fucking out of control oh, right now. Oh well, I had a whole rant about that, but I don't know if I want to get into it at this point. I think you should. I think you should. Like because I've got a, I've got some thoughts myself. But like, let's. What, what's your What's your take so on it? So I have a bit of a conspiracy theory on this one. Oh oh. So why didn't we lead with this? Well, this I kind of forgot about it actually. <laughs> so obviously, the, like the refs are weren't happy, I think, with the bad press and the attention they received from, from last playoffs with the Raider or the Saints non-call and then the, and then the rule changes uh, uh, over the offseason and all this stuff. So now the bit teams can basically challenge any play on the field, um, especially the pass interferences. And I think the refs kind of got together like at some point before the season started and, and are conspiring to not overturn these calls and challenges. Oh, I, so that they're basically they're like, even though the the replay shows that it should be overturned, we're not fucking doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, all right, so you think you can just tell us, you know, what to do and what's good or bad and right or wrong. And you think this is going to fix this is going to fix all your problems. We'll show you and make this even worse for you, because some of these calls are so blatant that you're I mean, I've never seen more blatant calls before in my life. That they're Like that guy had his arm was pulling his arm down. The refs didn't call it. They challenged it, and the refs still didn't overturn it. Like there, there's, there's the whole thing here where the refs. Have, I, the, I swear to God, the refs are going like, listen, we're not, we are not going to correct ourselves on these plays because everyone else thinks we're wrong and knows that we're wrong. We're, we're just, we're leaning in the completely opposite direction here and just going the hell with all of you. These are all Carl's. We're protecting our own selves in some weird way. I, I mean, I, I don't 
think that that's that much of a conspiracy. I mean, I don't know. Well, it's how, conspiracy I, in I the fact that I don't. Well, first of all, I don't think anybody's sort of talking about this or, or, or saying this, but I think the refs have done this intentionally. Instead of just being bad or not making calls, I think they're doing this. This was this was preconceived. I think. I, I I'll, I'll buy that. I I I think that they're. Here's what here's what I think is 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 my issue, and this has always been my issue. It's replay. Replay is just bad. It's bad for football. I've, if if they sure. could get rid of replay entirely, I would love it. I. I either, well, what if that's the end game? That has to be the end right? game, but right? I, like but just from give the, refs, the game back to the referees. Right. And if they make a bad call. It, it's it's it, it, it so seems it. to me. I I mean I've been saying this since I think 2000 or like 1998 was when I was when they were still deciding whether or not they were going to do it full time. I think it was like it was like 97, 98. And I was very much on the side of no instant replay. And I still feel that way 20 years later. So I I think that the referees are in an impossible position and I don't I'm even beyond blaming them anymore. I don't think that they can they're doing the best they can. They only get shitted on. It's a lose-lose situation for them. It makes no sense to me that you can challenge some replays and not, or challenge some penalties now and not all of them. Like, what is that the next step? Is it just we you can challenge everything? Because if 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 not, what the fuck is going on? Why can you challenge some shit and not other shit? Like it just. Well, I think that's it what it's gotten too convoluted. And that's, I think, again, it goes back to my point where the refs are just like, listen, this has gotten to ridiculous levels here. Like you're, you're, it, the whole thing is basically arbitrary then. Exactly. Right. It's exactly that. And I, and I think that it's, it. So the, I think they're the, end game. They're, 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 the, the NFL is resting on their laurels, right? Like they, yeah. they, they're in a very delicate situation right now where they've, and I'm sure they feel this, they're, they're lucky enough to be like, they're not going to lose. They're not going to lose any fans. Like they're just not going to lose fans. Right. Not enough to be a significant decrease in any sort of revenue, right? So, so does it really matter as long as like people still tune in? What do you think? Well, okay. So, I I, I think this is all part of like, like I said. I think this is all part of the end game of, of like the refs. Is it's like either like you take all this away from us, and you you make some big brother eye in the sky technology here where they're just calling the games from a, from a booth and we're just on the field to sort of relay the penalties right that's going on that's a, i mean think of how long that would take though think of how long those games would be well they, I, I don't think so i mean the, you know so part of my thinking on this is that is that in like soccer they kind of do this and they have their var and it's actually kind of shitty and it doesn't really work as well but they they keep playing the game and then every once in a while, someone will get in the, in the ref's ear and they'll be like, hey, we're reviewing this. And then the ref kind of makes the signal. He's like, hey, we're, re- you know, we're going to review this kind of thing. So I, I, think they, I think they have the technology and the capability of doing this. Like, they just need to be able to train people properly and thoroughly on this stuff. And you can just have guys sitting or people sitting in a room watching the game on video and going and, – and they can cycle through these videos, like you know, you know, rewind and, and fast forward things and slow it down within a matter of a minute. Well, right. so here, here's a here's an interesting concept. This is what they do in rugby, which is fucking bonkers. The referee is mic'd up and has a camera on, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a body cam on the on the referee. When there's a question, when when they when they review a play, be it a penalty or a or a score, they mic up the referee and the assistant referee or whatever his name is. And they watch that the fans get to hear and the players 
hear them review Talking. a play that's up on the big screen. Mm-hmm. So everyone is involved, mm-hmm. the fans, mm-hmm. the players, the refs. They can't hide from anything. Yep. So then they come back out with their determination. Everything is mic'd up. And then they go and they explain it to the captains of the team or if it's a penalty to the player himself who's about to get a yellow or red card. They explain it to them. They can't really argue, Mm -hmm. but it's very – they've they've taken away – the, the weirdness of mm-hmm. it, the, the, the secrecy. Totally, yeah. And it and and, and fans accept it. Like yeah. Fans accept it. I That to me feels like a much better way. Like just Absolutely. take out all the trickiness of yeah. it and, right? just make it and just make it more obvious and, and apparent to the to the people involved. I mean, there's dudes now that are, are taking parts of the game and they're just focusing on the refs. And, and one of them, the guy broke down, he has a video of it where, and I think it was in the Lions and Packers game, where the refs were huddling in one of those bad calls they made. And there's three or four refs standing there in a circle and talking. And one of them, the guy taps his fingers to his ear to hold his earpiece in so he can hear better because somebody's in his ear talking to him. Yeah. And everyone th- is is now saying that it's like the, the, the ref league office or whatever you want to call it. For pet, sure it is. Right? That they're sure influencing is. part of these calls and telling them what maybe to, to, to hold or stay or what the, whatever the call is. So if that's the case, like just make that public. Make that part yeah. of the game then. Yeah. Make that part of the game. Right, or like get rid of it all to fucking gather, or get rid of it all together and just off if shit doesn't happen. And, and that's where and, I'm, and that's where maybe where I'm wondering if the re- this is what the refs end game is. It's just like you know what, just this is the way to f- kind of force the issue and get rid of replay altogether and get them being back, um, kind of being in control and in charge of all this, right? I, and not I, I, sort I, of kowtowing to the public and to the players and to the and to the the coaches and the owners and that kind of stuff. Can we also get rid of kickoffs? Like, can sure. we just not have them? If, <laughs> sure. they're, if they're not going to allow there. people yeah. to do a proper onside kick, like, right. b- because it's too dangerous, they're pointless. Whenever there's a good one, there's always a hold. It's it's, it's always a, it's it's stupid. Like, okay. that that's yeah, my big rule change. Yeah, we'll make okay. them both. We'll throw them in there like together. Right. Or something. Thanks, buddy. Deal. Thanks. Sure. Yeah. yeah, we just fix football. But my problem uh, with all this though is that is that the, the 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 refs are 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 kind of becoming. Um, they're, they're kind of become like the umps in baseball, right? Where it's kind of becoming premeditated and determined effort to control the, 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 the game themselves, right? And this oh, is what the umps are, this is what the umps are criticized for. Is that it's, they're, they're putting too much attention on themselves and not the game, and, right? And they're, they're trying to make themselves bigger than the game. And, it, and I, th- I feel like that's kind of what's happening here with, with the refs in, in football. And I'm not, sure, I'm not sure they want to be necessarily, but they're kind of doing it. And I wonder if there's an intent behind that. Uh, I, I, I mean, for, there, for good, for, sure. for right or wrong, I'm not really the, sure. If you really want to dig into like my conspiracy side of all of this, <laughs> the referees are de- intend their intent. Like 50% of the, of the point of them is to control the outcome of the game. Right. Like, right. I, I completely believe that. I, well, listen, and, and I, I've been on odds with you on that over the, over the years. Right. And, and normally I would say that like, you know, a couple bad calls here and there don't affect the, the outcome of a game this year. Forget it. It's yeah. 100% true. They have vast majority of games. I watched the Seahawks play the Browns, and I'm not sure who should have won that game, actually, just based on the play on the field. But but Seahawks got a lot of calls that went their way. Isn't and that an ugly feeling? I, I hate when I hate when your yes. team wins and you're like, yeah. did we deserve to win that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will say this. I watched the Steelers-Chargers game uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. and I really liked the head referee, um, John Hussey, mm. or Husey, if you will. Uh, he's just kind of a robot and he doesn't take any shit and he seems to be very, he's, yeah, Yeah. he's, he's not trying to be likable. He explains the, the calls. Well, he, he's Mm -hmm. quick with it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, he's definitely my favorite line judge. I, that might, I'm, I'm all in on that dude. Well that, well, that might also be part of the problem is that there's, I think there's such an influx of young, inexperienced refs now that a lot of those guys were hired away as to be like replay coordinators or something for networks. Right. Or just kind of wanted to get out because, like, this is so dumb and stupid anymore that I here's, can't do my job. Here's all you need to know about how dumb and stupid the NFL is with their refereeing. Every fucking game has a a person on this on the announcing team yeah. to explain fucking yeah. referees' call. Right, and, and they can't, and none of them can how this dumb year. Is that? That's like fucking watching like that's like watching the People's Court and having like <laughs> it's, it's all this is. <laughs> Or like court TV, they've yeah. got oh we've got a lawyer here to yeah. explain right. some of the no, litigation no, right. rules. Like that's that's what we're watching. We're watching court TV now. Yeah. Well, the and problem the is, sport... is those guys can't even make the right calls as a, their own judgment because they're no, like they're never they're, right. They're, they're never, never right. right. But even this year, it's even more wrong and and far off. It's hilarious how which how makes me neutered, think there is something how neutered those guys are. They don't want to answer the questions. Like yeah. they're like, well, I I think that would. I think this is what it should be. And everyone's like, well, yeah, we, no, Al Michaels can fucking think what he thinks. <laughs> yeah, like right. you're supposed, you're to, supposed know. to know. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's let me, ridiculous. let me, let's leave this with this one last question I have for you. Let's have it. Which is worse. And this is not just for you, but all of our listeners, you, everybody here think about this. What, which is worse for the NFL, bad calls or too many calls a game? Uh, too many calls. Hmm. I personally think I hate I hate watching these games where like you like, and I think that too many calls leads to to bad calls. Well, that's my. Why yeah. you get these like hands to the face right. calls right late late in games? Right. Like it, there there has to be an element of let them play, and that's why I think that the fucking Saints didn't deserve to win that game against the Rams because they let them play. And I'm sorry, like you didn't get to fucking go to the Super Bowl, and and I and I thought it was a horseshit call, but also like. Just let them fucking play, you know. Like it's 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 how I feel about the NBA. It's how I feel about football. I don't really give a shit about baseball, so I don't really have that feeling there. Great. What What do you think, Chris? Let's make play. I, I actually agree with you. That was my, actually my answer. Was that too many calls lead to bad calls? Wow. Um, We're one same. Yeah, I know, Chris. The We're most agree- so the most agreeable podcast. <laughs> In in the podverse, in the podiverse. All right, let's picks, let's picks, picks, picks. Let's picks. do them. Let's do them. Thursday night, Chris. Tomorrow night, we got an inner division rival, the Chiefs, okay. who are struggling, can't score points, can't stop opposing offenses. They go into Denver as a three and a half point favorite. Man, I've been wrong up and down on this fucking team. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. In Denver? In Denver. The I'm Chiefs a little... lost their last two games at home. Like, they're not... They're just completely, like... I don't I don't know what's, what's happening with them. But they've Three lost... Three and a half it. doesn't feel like enough, no, right? No, like that's, no. This, like, it's a fool's bet. I'm going to stick with my guns. Yeah. As much as my gut is telling me go Broncos, because I feel like something's happening with the Flacco-led Broncos suddenly. Or is there... Uh, I like KC. Are well, they... I also picked the Broncos to make the playoffs. So, oh, okay. it's going to be consistent. <laughs> I would say the Broncos definitely will win. I just I can't do that to myself now that I haven't had seven bottles of wine. You? <laughs> I have not either. Um, <laughs> I had seven glasses of water, I think. But uh, um, listen, well, Kansas City is hydrated. Yeah, it's very hydrated. I got a pee already, though. Um, Kansas City has had problems with with really good, efficient, high scoring offenses like the last couple of weeks. It's been Indianapolis, which I think is a very efficient offense, and and, and Texans, which is a, which is a very powerful, potent offense. Um, 
plus with with both of them have really decent defenses and now everyone's assuming there's a blueprint to, to kind of how you play and beat Kansas City offensively and whatnot and you like you man them up and you play them tough and all these blah 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 blah. I don't know if Denver's capable of sort of matching that. Yeah. Um I, I think if this game was was up to like, you know, Denver was it was like plus six or seven and a half or something like that, maybe yeah, I would consider sure. Denver. But uh I think I think Kansas City has to rebound here at some point in time. I don't think they're as bad as everyone th- as thinks they are over the last couple of weeks. And I and I think they kind of even though the dog you're supposed to take the dog in this one, Chris, I'm sticking with Kansas City. Okay, Sunday games. Uh, this one's going to be a f- fan dandy. Kyler Murray gets Danny Dives. Arizona plus three in New York against the Giants. Man, how did we not take Kyler Murray for rookie of the year? It's a fucking lock, right? Like this At is, this point. Right? Yeah, I think so. I think barring he's, I think he's coming on too strong. Yeah. Um, I was just so wrong about this play. I, I, the... the Arizona's smarter than I am. I like I I like this player with this coach. It's a, it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I maybe I'm crazy. What's what's the line on this? It's plus three. Arizona is the road dog. So now what do you think? I think so. Now I th- I think with the with the why they're doing this line here though is the Giants are favored is because um, Daniel Jones has looked okay. He struggled against some, some really good teams, but I think he looks good against, you know, kind of bad to mediocre teams. teams. Yeah. Which Arizona, I think technically still is, even though they've been having some success the last couple weeks. But, uh, see, I think Saquon Barkley is probably back playing in this game. Who fucking cares? Um, I just, you know, obviously that, you know, helps them obviously and stuff. I, I just I'm taking Arizona in the three points though. I, yeah, I, of course, I, because you're fucking smart, and this is like the <laughs> easiest money in the world. Arizona with the points of the hottest fucking quarterback in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, like the, the the this is the week to fucking parlay Mahomes and fucking Murray, the future of the NFL. Like, the, I, I, I feel like the Giants have ha- are sort that. of having a false hope here leading up because like even though they've been losing, they've kind of been. People the Giants st- are built on false hope. I know, like exactly. It's the Knicks. It's it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Like the, the the whole fucking team. It's a it's amazing how the the Giants and Steelers have managed to parallel each other for the last fifteen years. It's incredible. Mm. Like yeah. talk about false right. hope. Yeah. They, they still think that the fucking Steelers can make the playoffs here. <laughs> like it's it's. It, it's like I'm just living in New York, but with a different. Honestly, they team. they might still be able to. The way everyone else is playing, I mean, they still might still be able to win their division. Well, like, they, that's Baltimore's the not running make, away with this thing. That's the only way they make it, and, <laughs> and they they have a frighteningly easy schedule ahead of them, and so it's just giving the Steelers all sorts of false hope. Uh, I bet, yeah. Um, okay, so we're both taking Arizona. Moving on, yes, to the team that maybe you and I need to start reconsidering again, uh, or not again, just reconsidering here, as is actually if they're really good this year or not, and that's Houston. Ah. Plus one on the road in Indianapolis against uh, the Colts. This is such a stay away. This is like <laughs> it, it, this is an impossible game. Uh, what's the what's the line on this? It's plus one Houston. So ah, the, goddamn Vegas is so good. Like <laughs> that's a perfect line. <laughs> if the Colts were getting like four, I'd be like, yeah, at mm-hmm. home, sure. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking. I'll, I'll jump in here because I'll, I'll take the road. I'll take the road Houston team, the road dog Houston. That's Houston is on a too. roll offensively and defensively. Indianapolis has been struggling a little bit of, as of late. I don't know. I was considering the the Houston's record 
on the road against the Colts over the last like four or five years or since O'Brien's tenure and whatnot, I, I have a sneaky suspicion it's not good. Although with with Andrew Luck not being available for the last couple of years, maybe they're maybe it's better than I, I assume it is. Um, I just think right now, like Houston's on a roll. I'll, I'll kind of stick with that Houston roll. Uh, you just said you reminded me who the coaches are of these teams, and and that's going to be the difference maker for me. Give me the Colts. <laughs> yeah. At home Fair with enough. a better coach. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now uh, we're going to talk Jacksonville minus three in the road on the road in Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, right? Uh, so I'm going to take this one. Okay. The, so there, I'm, there's two, thought, two, two uh, ways to look at this. Is Cincinnati also tanking, um, or are they trying to win? I, that's where I get stuck on this one, because I think Cincinnati might be the better team here Ooh. and should definitely win this game. Um, I just think they might be trying to lose. It's a home dog. I feel like I should take Cincinnati as well. Um, but man, Jacksonville has been, they haven't, they've been doing all right. They um, should have won that game last week, uh, against a, a, a superior saints team. It was, it was down to the wire. Yes, essentially. It was down to the uh, wire. Cincinnati's not, it, I don't know if Cincinnati's tanking, but they're, they can't really win. They're, they're just not good enough. There's a, there, there's a, there's a people predicting them go going and over the two teams going over this year. Uh, and Cincinnati is one of those teams, obviously, uh, give me Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking both of them. I think I think Minshew kind of rebounds and has a good game. Cincinnati, I, they're just there's nothing there, man. Minshew just threw his first interception. Yeah, there's Cincinnati, there's just bear nothing in mind, there, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Even with Jalen Ramsey now being traded away, who I think who fucking cares? Yeah, who, who cares? cares? I think just, you know Jacksonville still has a decent enough defense there. Um, although maybe that's the one we end up regretting for the week, Chris. I, there'll be more than one. Oh, I'm sure there will be. <laughs> That was tongue-in-cheek. All right, L.A. Rams, minus three in Atlanta. Uh, Chris. Yes. Before the season started, I had some predictions. Mm-hmm. And my did. predictions were we this. We both did. They, okay, okay. Now, I'm just saying I, I, it was my piece that I came up with. I said th- I named a bunch of backup quarterbacks that I felt would be starting before the end of the season. Oh. Daniel Jones was one of them. Okay. We'll get to Tannehill shortly. Okay. The long shot was Blake Bortles. Yes. Now, we both had our issues with Jared Goff. We were way ahead of the curve on the uh, can you. Now people are talking about buying out Goff's contract. Um, (laughs) Good luck with that. I think we will see Blake Bortles before this season is over. Uh, This is the battle of that game. I mean, what do you. It's it's an interesting question because. As much as I want to agree with you about that take with still with Bortles getting a shot and starting a game, at least one game, I, I don't know if there's a, there's a certain thing, I think, within sports and stuff. is like when you're paying somebody that much money, you can't bench them, right? And they can't – Yeah. You can't yeah. – I'm just not sure that they can or will or are willing to bench Goff, right? And kind of admit that like – what if Goff loses this game by fucking 32 points and just has another shit bag? Well, there comes a point in time where I think the excuse and they can use then is, listen, they're like, listen, this guy needs to take a step back. He needs to sit on the bench and kind of like just kind of get a different perspective or something, right? And that happened like a year or two ago, and I don't remember who, but I think they used that excuse. I think excuse. it was Blake Bortles. It might have been Blake Bortles. <laughs> You're right. I think it might have been Blake Bortles. So I think it's possible. I'm just not sure if – 
even with McVeigh and his supposed genius on offense, and like I'm just not sure he's willing to like sort of go, hey, you know what? We all made a mistake here with Goff. I think they're going to try to all just right. be stubborn so, enough. Who do you like this week? All right, so i i want to I want to take Atlanta basically because they're the home dog and they're getting three points, but um, everybody's basically been whooping Atlanta's ass this year. Um, you know, Arizona, like teams that weren't expected maybe to do well offensively or whatnot, who have maybe been struggling, they seem to get right against Atlanta this year. And what I thought you were going to talk about was making predictions before the season was the Atlanta team of themselves. I picked them, I think, maybe to win the division and go to the playoffs. You did. You did. Uh, I think I am completely off Atlanta here now. I think I will take the Rams on the road, and I think they find some success here. One of these I two teams has to kind of turn I, this around. Yeah, someone's got to write the ship, and it feels like Los Angeles is the team to do it. Right. Uh, it's indoors. Which it's, means Atlanta wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to agree with you on this one. I hate these teams. <laughs> yeah, I, like, this is a terrible game. I don't want yeah. anything to do with this game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's move on then Super. to a game we really want to pick, I'm sure. Miami plus 16 and a half against Buffalo. I'd in watch Buffalo. this game. I'd watch this game. I'd watch I would, this game. I would, lo- I would love to watch Since magic is starting. Yeah, that's the difference maker to me. I, I think 16 and a half too big. Uh, I think Miami's, like, if I know that this is a take that's been taken to death, but I think that they intentionally lost that game last week with a bad uh, two-point conversion. A draw play um, on a two-point conversion? <laughs> they were they totally losing that losing one on that game. Yeah. But I think that they, but they, but they hung tough, um, and I, I don't understand why you'd go with Fitzmagic other than to just, it, it's, it's a great experiment. Here's the great experiment, and this mm-hmm. is why I think Flores is a good coach. No team has successfully flip flopped between starters and made the playoffs, like or had a good team. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's been the, the, the years where like Hostetler stepped in for sure. Phil Sims, but that right. wasn't like a quarterback controversy. Right. No team has had a. You're starting two quarterbacks, yeah, right. And done anything worthwhile, and this is the proof. Like he's he's intentionally fucking his team by flipping back and forth, not letting any quarterback in in any rhythm. It's a it's a great it's a great way to flop without actually just starting a bad quarterback week after week after week. It looks like you're trying, but really you're putting your team into more disarray. I I like Miami in the points because I think they are surprisingly a well coached team. Uh Okay. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I was going to say, especially since he, he, he said Rosen was going to be the starter for the rest of the season, like sometime in exactly. the last week, like he's, he's totally, exactly. there's some really some weird mind games going on here or something. Um, I think, mm, I think I, I don't want to do this either. I want to take Miami, but I'm thinking of the turnover factor potential with Fitz, Fitzpatrick and throwing a couple interceptions Kind of widening that gap of the point spread. Um, 16, uh, 16 feels like a lot. <laughs> like two touchdowns. Take your time. Our listeners love it. <laughs> Please, hem and haw. Oh, just, man. Just back and forth. Just quality radio happening. Yeah, here. I know. Not for nothing. Oh, let's listen to I Chris would be, Thick. I would you be comfortable. Like, go with, do some dishes. I would be comfortable with 14 points. <laughs> two touchdowns doesn't feel too extreme to me. 16 feels a lot, but I'm just going to stick with Buffalo. I'll, I'll give up 16 and a half points. You're crazy. I know okay. I am. Okay. Speaking of crazy, here's a crazy one for you, Chris. Minnesota, minus one in Detroit. Minus one? This should be 
Ah, fuck you, Vegas. <laughs> like this is enough. This is exactly the same thing. You've got a hot team coming into a team with a decent defense. It's I wouldn't say well coached, but at home. Yep. Like this is exactly the Colts and the fucking and Houston. Yeah. It's like ah, uh, unfortunately I. Oh God, fucking! Yeah. Ed, you're gonna make me take the fucking the beard, beard and pencil, pencil aren't you? yeah. I'm gonna take them with you. Good. Can right. we just do it at the same yes. time? Like when yep. you're like, it's like a suicide pact. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the trigger at the same time. Virgin One, two, suicide. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Patricia is our suicide pact. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, All right, let's great. die together. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, Oakland six and a plus six and a half in Green Bay. Okay. Uh, I think Green. I think oh, sorry. I think Oakland is another team, kind of like Houston and some maybe even Detroit. We've been talking. All teams about. suck. All NFL teams suck. <laughs> like they, they all suck. <laughs> Oakland's they, been playing pretty well as of exactly. late, though. Are they good? Are they bad? I don't know. Is Green Bay good? Is Green Bay bad? I don't Who know. fucking knows? This feels. I'm I'm taking Oakland in the six and a half points here. Just because it's a, it's enough points that just makes me go. They might be able to keep this within six. Right, I have I have not lost a Green Bay bet, and I have bet on them a lot this year. Wow. Uh, also, Green Bay magically magically kept me in Harold's suicide pool mm-hmm. this week. Uh, we're down to six. Uh, I I think I'm going to go ahead and take Green Bay. Okay, great. We're um we're uh, we're yeah we're kind of opposites here a lot so. That's good. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay, uh, moving on. San Francisco on the road as the road favorite, nine, minus nine and a half in Washington. Uh, wait, San sorry. Fran's been dominating. They're actually, I think they're you know, somewhat legit. Their, their offense is a little skeptical. If they can't run the ball, I'm not sure I can trust Garoppolo. Garoppolo? Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Perfect nickname. Uh, <laughs> fucking hate the Niners, but I'm tired of I think I've lost on them every week. Right, and it's and it's Washington and the skins are a mess. Like they're, they're terrible. Bad. Like they're not even trying to tank like the Dolphins are and they're still losing badly. So I'm taking I'm taking San Francisco on this one. I don't think nine and a half points is doesn't even come close to scaring me away. I am with you. Okay. Great. 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 Now Chris, this is the game of the week, and this this is our teams. Okay. These are our two teams, Chris. Wait, but Buck, the Bucks are on a bye. <laughs> the Chargers of L.A. <laughs> battle the Titans of Tennessee. <laughs> in Tennessee. Will there, be, will there be more Chargers fans in Tennessee this week than there were in Los Angeles against the Steelers? <laughs> I think there'll probably like just battle. be a... You know be funny like, if just like Steelers fans just went to this game just to be... <laughs> That would, like be so that would be so dope. I, I love it. Uh, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I am so fucking, I don't care about this game. Yeah. It is, it is a boner inducer for you two years ago. <laughs> what are you, what's your take on I, it? I have no take on this one. I don't know what to make of Tennessee now, especially with starting Tannehill. They actually might have a better chance in this one, actually maybe throwing the ball a little bit better and more efficiently. The chargers are so banged up in injury. Uh, riddled offensively and defensively, and they looked inept against Pittsburgh. 
they stupidly went away from the run way too early. It was a bad. It was a poorly coached well, game got, by by the Chargers, yeah. which I, I did not expect. Honestly, the Steelers like both both their their offense and defense have been so well coordinated that it's over. It's superseding Mike Tomlin's bad decisions as a head coach. <laughs> like having a third string quarterback has been really good for the like to show mm. how well the Steelers can play offense when they just do Keep a, simple, a system. Basic, yeah. Uh, I uh, and I think that their defense really stepped up. Does Tennessee have the kind of defense again that can they can beat Los Angeles? Probably. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I'm gonna take Tannehill on this one. Okay. All right. I like it. Um, this is since this is a default one, and I don't know which way to go. I'll take the road team and the points here, and see if that works out for me this week. That's a smart. That's smart money. Okay. <clears throat> um, next game, Baltimore plus three and a half in Seattle. I, do, I only want your take on this because you have to be fucking so tight butthole on this. <laughs> I am. I am. There's no, I listen, I, Seattle is, is, this could be another 45 minutes right now. No, I'll keep this one this is, short and sweet. Is, it's much like last week. I got no confidence in Seattle as a legit, legit five and one team. You are out of your fucking mind. They're, they're great. They're, they are winning, I think in spite of themselves and basically purely and basically because of Russell Wilson, like offensively, defensively game plans. Like Cleveland looked like the new England Patriots out there last week. Um, and, and they've looked like garbage all season long, except for against the Baltimore Ravens at one game. But I, I just, I have no confidence in Seattle being able to sustain this level of, of ability. Oh, and, and how they pull this off, even though that is their M.O. for the last five years or so, six years since they won that Super Bowl, is that they kind of just win. They win close. They keep games close for, for no real good reason. Um, I will take Baltimore and the points just, as again, as a, as a default. I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I think Walt Disney hurts more yep. than than people will mm-hmm. could, could bear to imagine. Mm-hmm. I, that was a, a monster loss for that team. Yep. Uh, and Seattle's defense, they, I, I, I think Seattle's defense is, is potentially going to be there maybe in the second half. Normally, they normally do. They kind of come on strong. They're just not fucking whooping anyone's ass. They're not they're whooping anyone's games, ass. They're right. not whooping anyone's and ass. And I'm not I sure their defense a, can I, stop this Baltimore offense. Especially, I don't think they – I don't know how, I don't know if they're capable. I don't think Carroll knows how to do it. I th- and I think that like, all the Jadavian clownies in the world can't yeah, – not going to help. Can't, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So give me Baltimore. Okay. Great. New Orleans, Chicago is the next game. New Orleans is on the road, plus three and a half. I don't know. Chris, my theory, you go with my theory here. It's all bad. Take the Saints and the points. If the Saints are getting points, you take it. Is Trubisky playing in this game? Trubisky is most likely playing. It's not definite yet, though, but it it sounds like he's... If If Trubisky plays, give me the Saints. (laughs) Gonna have that. I'm not sure Chase Daniel is is gonna sway you that much if Trubisky doesn't play. Really, it just sounded like something funny to say. <laughs> it would be. It was uh, perfect. It was great. Saints defense is really fun to watch. Uh, they are I, fun to watch, and, and they and their offense gonna... is actually really fun to watch too with Bridgewater. And you know, this is the year of the backup quarterbacks here, Chris. Teddy two gloves. Teddy two gloves. Four and zero, man. Like. I know. Uh, Chicago's been struggling offensively, defensively. I think they're still good, but. Uh, they just lost. Is I think that they're... why the league sucks this year is because there are no good starting quarterbacks. Is that is that the issue? Uh, I mean, I think there's a few. I mean, Kirk Cousins is amazing, Chris. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that's where we're at. I mean, fucking put it. It's I, to me right now. It's a lock. Fucking Patriots against the fucking against the Seahawks again. Like that's that's your Super Bowl. Wow. Like those are the two Don't best quarterbacks me, in the fucking league. Don't do that to me. 
I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. If I look at, if I would, if you were to ask me honestly, that's who I think would make the Super Bowl as of right now. And I don't um, think that's a fucking stretch. Or is it, or is it Brady and Garoppolo? No, dude, gross. <laughs> Could you think of the storylines there with Garoppolo, the former Patriot? If they win, <laughs> Belichick loses his mind. on purpose or not. <laughs> And like Belichick will lose his mind on Kraft and might kill him for losing to his like his former protege. No, he doesn't care at all. Also, like, what the fuck happened to my to didn't Kraft fuck hookers? Like, what? Yeah, that like, just went away. That it was, did. That's it did. Away. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's I think they matters. just stalled that one out and just just slow played that one in the chord systems, you know, and made it just it was blow a over. Genius move, man. Genius. Man. Yeah. Genius. Of course. Okay, Sunday night. Wait, wait, so did Kraft even like get like? Did he even get suspended by the league? No, I don't know. Fine? No one knows what that happened. That's because no one that it's gone away. Like the whole thing has gone away. Somehow. Oh, fucking dude! It, the, the NFL just is the GOP. Like they're just yes. Republicans. Yes, yes. So weird. Yes. Okay. Just pay everyone off. Make a few donations. Bad, man. Okay. I am so at odds personally, morally, with this fucking league more and more each day. <laughs> but can't stop watching it. Eh, I mean, can't we? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Try. Try, Chris. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Sunday Try. night, Philly in Dallas. Philly is the road dog. Three points. Again, here's another like of two teams that someone has to kind of ride the ship here. Yeah, it is Philly. I I like the I like Philly as the road dog on this one. I, I do think too. That's good. I think that's good money, and I think Philly plays great on fucking in prime time. Mm-hmm. And I think Dallas is actually in trouble. Yeah, and I think their defense is is sort of coming like as overrated as it was, um, for for a lot of reasons. I, I I don't think there is. I don't think Dallas is as bad as everyone thinks they are because of the last three losses, especially losing to the Jets last week. I think everyone's kind of overblowing that a little bit, but I do think Philly. Um, I think Philly comes out with a win in this one too. Something. I actually was in an airport and watched that game last week, and it felt like it like the Jets felt like they were in command that entire game. They I were mean, right up until was, the end. I watched the end of that game, and it was like they the Jets should have lost that game actually and stuff too. But they were winning for like three and a half quarters. Yes. I'd get, get, I'm I'm back on Gase. I'm back on Gase crack. <laughs> I'm back on it. I Do you know? It. I got. I saw this weird thing since. Since the season started, this is some weird little note on Gase and the Jets. Including the preseason, um, Adam Gase became the first Jets coach since Lou Holtz in 1976 to lose his first three games on the job. Dude, I didn't even know Lou Holtz coached the Jets. I didn't either. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I thought that was... That was... Impressive and amazing. I could see Adam Gase coaching Notre Dame, actually. <laughs> yeah, right? right? Yes. It's a yes. perfect next move for Oh, him. my God. He is the next. Yes. He's the next Lou Holtz. Yes. He'd do great there. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, crazy ranting, talking weird things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. dude. I didn't. Oh, have we is... just come up with the greatest idea of all time? <laughs> we have. You're welcome, Ringer. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, Ringer. Exactly. Take shop that, dicks. <laughs> All right, let's finish this off and get out of here, Chris. Monday Ooh. night, New England battling wow. Adam Gase. New England minus 10. Only 10. Only 10. Yeah, but I think, you know, again, is this sort of like the fallacy of last week where the Jets coming off a, off a win? 
That's and is it a Monday night matchup where ESPN and the NFL are just so fucking in lockstep that this game just stays close? I say yes. Let's yeah. play into our conspiracy. This is a perfect way to like bookend, right. starting with a referee conspiracy and ending with a referee conspiracy. This game stays close because it's prime time, and the ESPN runs the NFL. And That's gonna be. I'm just gonna end on a conspiracy and say, give me the fucking Jets. Jets and the Jets have a really good, I think, defense, right? And they played. I think they played New England already without. Darnold. They finally have their fucking starting quarterback. Like, they were able to get a couple start. turnovers, and I think one was was a was a defensive touchdown against New England the last time they played earlier this season. So ten points, I don't think is uh, is uh, that's an easy take. I think. I I I love it. I love you. I love you too. God God bless uh, God bless the NFL. God bless America. And, uh, God bless Adam Gase. Bye bye.